ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once more to After the Movie. My name is Erica, across me as always is Bob, Yo. and we've got Izzy up in the mix as well. <sighs> you know, we were scrolling through some, uh, some options this evening for uh, uh, podcasting. Um, you know, there was a fair amount that we missed from last year that uh, we've been meaning to catch up on. Uh, we had settled on Knives Out, which uh, both of us are fairly intrigued by. Uh, who doesn't love a good whodunit? Unfortunately, it was not available to rent off of any of the streaming services, and we didn't want to buy it, uh, having not seen it. Um, so, we went scrolling through HBO Go, looking for something to watch. Mm-hmm. Found a few options, mm-hmm. but uh, unfortunately, we settled on a Zack Snyder film. Unfortunately, or supremely fortunately, <laughs> you know what this was. We'll have a lot to talk, we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll have a lot this to talk was about. the reverse of when we went to go see Transformers last night. I guess that's a fair. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair comparison. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we watched Sucker Punch <laughs> for reasons for re- for you, the people. <laughs> The dozens. Do you realize how much we torture ourselves for you? I don't think you. I don't think you understand. This is how much we love you, fuckers. <laughs> oh my god! No, I, I had heard, I had heard, I had heard tales about how bad this movie was. This is, this is coming off of. This is after three hundred and after Watchmen. This is Zack Snyder in 2011, I believe. Correct. And just for reference, Inception came out in 2010. Because um, clearly there were some I- ideas taken. Um, this is, for better or for worse, however you feel about the guy, pure undistilled I know is he unfiltered Zack Snyder yes and like at least in like the bad DC movies like it's built around the framework of the DC universe there's a story this is just like this is spank material (laughs) I'm not even joking. This is beat-off material is what this is. It is it is every sexual fantasy that Zack Snyder has ever had. And the, the shit the shit about it, and this is just our overview, I, I have I have pages of notes, ladies pages. and gentlemen. Pages and some doodles too, because I was getting bored toward the end there. Um uh, uh, like I think you could do an interesting movie with Clockwork zombie Germans from World War One. There's, there's like fifteen different things in this movie that could, on their own, be a an interesting good story. premise. Yeah, an interesting premise. Um, not the beginning. The beginning was like a bad student film. That button, Bob. The, bu- the button, the pearls. 
You remember the pearls, Erica? I do remember the pearls. It, it's fun where you can like <laughs> draw a line of correlation from one thing to another. So, for our audience here, I think so. We 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 turn this on. We we hit the pause button for the first time at minute one. Yeah. Then we I don't p- remember what it was for. Was it for the Eurythmics cover? Yes. Because there's a lot of bad covers in this movie. We they're, hit- they're covering Sweet Dreams right at the beginning. Yes. Which is a fucking rad song. Not not this cover. This cover is bad. We hit pause again probably seven more times. At by least. the time we hit at 11 least. minutes. At least. At least. My favorite one was right as the, uh, again, spoilers for a nine-year-old movie not that anyone gives a shit you should not see this just listen to the podcast <laughs> and if you have already i'm sorry um uh so there's a doctor administering a lobotomy at, at one point and I, I got a whiff of disney princeness and i was like who is that that's someone and we didn't rewind to check and i looked over at bob and bob was like yeah that was John Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, why? Between that and the, the, the queen being played, I was like, I'm going to have to watch Good Omens to just as a palate cleanser. <laughs> I've got a couple palate cleanses that need to happen because we definitely watched the riff tracks of Atlantic Rim last night. MST3K. It was. It wasn't riff tracks. Oh, it wasn't riff tracks. That's right. Excuse me. It was the uh, Netflix MST3K. Yes. And... That was at least fun because you're getting the 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 commentary along. Yeah, no, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, it was. It was. I was laughing out loud a few times yeah. during that. Oh, this though. Oh, fa, Bob. Oh, fa. Well, and uh, you know we'll get into it some more, but I think you hit. You know, you mentioned like you got some doodles. That's the problem with this. It's one of the problems with this movie is that it's like. If you're gonna have like a big, dumb, stupid movie that doesn't make any sense, it at least should not get boring. Well, and the problem is any of the action that's in here, like I will say, like the actual like hand-to-hand fighting that was happening during the trenches, I was like, okay, this is this is something. The trenches was the best part of this movie, bar none. Yes, easily, yeah. easily, and it was just like because they're hand-to-hand fighting. It's it's dumb. There's a mech in the mix. They have a, someone has a samurai sword. They're like it's it's video game fighting. Yeah. But it's this hand to hand stuff in the trenches, and it's like, oh, okay, this is. <laughs> <laughs> and try and keep our, our Izzy from banging her head against the pop filter. <laughs> um, that uh, 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 it was tangible because it was like, okay, they're not fighting CGI nightmares. They're fighting actual people in costumes. Yeah. And it's like, having watched the cinematic masterpiece that is Mad Max Fury Road with all of its its practical effects, you watch these CGI nightmares from, like, the uh, early teens, and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Like, at least you had something interesting with it, like... So she gets a uh, uh, wannabe Hattori Hanzo steal. Oh, no, we need to go back and, like, explain what's going on from the very beginning. How can we? Well, no, basically, no one knows. I, I don't know what, like, <laughs> I have in here. It's, like, the main uh, woman is taken to a mental institution by her evil father, question mark? Stepfather? After killing her sister? Yes. Okay. 
Well, well, first, and we're infantilizing well, first, this main character from the very beginning. Well, first, yes, their mother dies. Yes, and then the father, stepfather, finds uncle, out somebody, some I don't guy, know, finds out that the mother left all the money to the daughters. So maybe stepfather, because I feel like if it was a father, he's getting the money either way, right? Right. I, I mean, I don't know how wills work. So, so this is, um, then it's yeah. Anyways, let's not go into the dynamics of wills. Because um, <laughs> that's what people come to this show for. Yes. Um, the dynamics so- of wills are a new <laughs> podcast coming in 2020. Stay tuned. Um, it's like somebody, it's like someone at some point went up to Zack Snyder, someone he respects, and said, show, don't tell. And was like, that's it. All exposition is out. It's gone. And then he saw Inception. And he was like, okay, I'm going to get high and I'm going to go right. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm assuming. I don't know if he smokes or not. Um, And we are infantilizing this main character from the very beginning. She is like older, but they've got her in like little kid like pajamas at the beginning. She's got her hair in pigtails. Yep. I think her name is Baby Doll, and it's 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 the other thing. And I think he thinks this movie is empowering, but even when, like, I guess in the context of it's like she's taken to a, a mental institution, and it's like okay, it's this evil asylum, whatever. So they have them in like these these outfits that are like skirts above the knee and like fairly revealing for an institution, right? So okay, it's it's an evil institution, fine. But then when they start fantasizing, or she's fantasizing to get away, I guess is what's happening. She's like in even sexier stuff. Yes. And I know that's because it's directed by a, a male director, and we're male gazing all over the place. But it was so, shit like that that I was just like. So in in I think this is a a really good. Normally, we would probably discuss this later in the podcast, but um, since you brought it up. Um, so one of the reasons Legendary Pictures... Um, and Legendary? Legendary? So... What the, what the fuck? Allegedly, um, Legendary Pictures blamed the, the bomb of this movie on the fact that audiences couldn't take a female lead oh, in, no, 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 no. Here in a movie oh, series. Oh, are like, you serious? Are yes. you fucking serious? That is what we took away from this? Yes. Bob, I don't have enough breadcrumbs to get home. What? Why can't it just be... No, it's a bad movie. Well, that's the thing. It's like, no, you guys made a bad movie. And you would recover two years later when you released Pacific Rim. But, like, this is this is garbage. Yeah. This is... I said it earlier. This is spank material. Yeah. That's all this is. There is no plot. Nope. There's no story. It's just a bunch of like, you know, like commercially thought to be sexy women scampering around in very little clothing to like what what a fucking nerd boy would think is hot. Yeah. When they've got big guns. She ha- she has wannabe Hattori Hanzo steel. Ooh, sexy. There's a dragon. Well, I th- in, and part of it, I think, a good chunk of the problem is, and you brought it up while we were watching it, is like, why are certain scenes 
occurring in the fantasy. Because what the way it's kind of, I, I would argue it's presented is it's all, it's the main character. I, I can't. It, 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 they call her baby doll in the movie, and it's disgusting. But it's all in the context of baby doll. She's fantasizing to get away from whatever the fuck they're doing to her in the asylum. And I don't, they didn't establish what was happening in the asylum at all. You know she's going to get a lobotomy in five days. They do establish that in the conversation that fucking Oscar goddamn Isaac has when she's brought in by the evil dude from the, like, that was banging her mom or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Oscar Isaac. He learned better. He got better. But, oh my God, hon. What what are we doing? Uh, And you... Um, it, it didn't take us long to mention Fury Road in this podcast. I mean, we we we've, we haven't touched them all yet, but we're getting there. Um, we've touched two. <laughs> but what I I think I think um, talking about Fury Road here makes a lot of sense because Fury Road. One of the things people complain about is Fury Road doesn't have plot, but it does. Those people are stupid. It does. And it's just a very simple. It's plot. a simple plot. It's straightforward. If you're gonna take, you know, we're saying this this movie has no plot. It has no story. I mean, that's a little. That's not 100 percent true, but it's not a stretch. You could have done this, this movie, and made it work. But the the like the double fantasy layer was just very confusing. Well, and that was, I think, what annoyed me the most is that there's there's viable stuff here if in the hands of somebody who... Yeah. Who was a, a defter hand at this well, shit. Well, and they, you know, in recent years, there's been a lot of talk about diegetic and non-diegetic sound, which, you know, goes into uh, a bigger discussion of diegesis uh, in general. Um, in film, and Diegesis also sounds like a Final Fantasy villain. It does, and it's great. It is great. Um, and so, but people typically talk about uh, a Diegesis in the in the the context of sound, um, but it can occur in different elements. So, I I would almost start thinking about it in terms of the fantasy elements, it the middle or like the first level fantasy elements, like if this fantasy is in Baby Doll's head. Why is there a scene with Dr. Gorski and Oscar Isaac? Who the fuck is Dr. Gorski? The she, chick? Yeah. Oh, okay. She had a name? Dr. Gorski. Okay. I'm glad you picked that up. I was also following, I was also reading some stuff on the, the oh, wiki okay. and okay, throughout. Perfect, so, perfect. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it does, it is Dr. Gorski. Um, but yeah, they had a couple scenes where Baby Doll is not around and we're still in the context of the fantasy. Right. And it was just like, Okay, I, I would you if you're going to do that. I think I need more, just establishing that she's imagining like what everybody's doing while she's not in the room. Yeah, I, I guess it could have worked, but it's just not established. Yep, in any kind of a way, because it's like you can do whatever dumb bullshit in your movie. You just need to teach me the rules of it in those first like ten fifteen minutes. Yeah. And once you've established that, then okay, we're off to the races. Mm-hmm. But this is doing the inception thing, 
And like, what was the dancing? Was that her being like sexually assaulted? Is that what that was supposed to be? Uh, I think it's more literal than that. I think it's literally she's so entrancing when she dances that she, But because then why if you are they go, having her dance? Because if you go to... On the first level, in the asylum I'm talking about. Not in the, the brothel, question mark, that she's imagining to get away? Also, like, why is that your fantasy to get away? What is that? I mean, I'm far be sure. it from me to judge what people fantasize about, but... Huh? Yeah. No, it's, uh... It's all very confusing. It's a movie very obviously directed by a man. Yeah. And written by a man. And there's not nothing wrong with movies that are directed by dudes. But... What? What? Nothing. What, why why was that funny? Why is that a funny thing to say? No, I was just I was like, I could give her a hard time about that. But I like, eh, What is there to be a hard time given about that? Why before? why are you so anti-man? Cuz men are terrible. Mm. I'm putting that maga sign out front. If you do that, I will burn this house to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. If any of that bullshit touches my fucking property, I'm raising it and I'm salting the earth so nothing can grow here. Um, it's no, maybe that's like a I don't know if that pisses you off. Whatever, I don't fucking care. But it's it's very obviously a movie directed by a dude. So that he can watch it later and beat off. And for other dudes to watch it and beat off. That's, that's what I took away from this movie. And John Hamm's handsome face. I, I don't know how much else... There's just not much else there to it, right? No. Well, bad uh, song covers. Yes, bad song covers. They hit us with uh, that Pixies cover. And it was just like, okay, first of all, First of all, let's let's discuss. Uh, what's the title of that song? Is it "Where Is My Mind"? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fight Club used that song. No one else gets to use that song. That sucks, and that's unfortunate. But no one else gets to use that song. At least not for like another fifty years. <laughs> you can't, because you just can't. Because it's like, oh, that's the song from Fight Club, and I don't care what terrible cover of it you use. It just seems derivative. It feels like, oh, I saw the David Fincher movie Fight Club. I'm going to steal the color palette, too. Fucking Fincher. What fucking Fincher? Fincher's a great director. He's done, like, a couple good... Hasn't he done, like, a a bunch of really bad shit, too, though? Dude did seven. I think he's... And he did Zodiac. Did he do Gone Girl? I didn't see Gone Girl, though, so I can't speak to that one. Um... He directed Alien 3, but I think that he didn't have a lot of say over that. Hmm. I think he did that Mindhunter show on Netflix, and I've watched a little bit of that. That's pretty good. There's something... What's sticking in the mind, Bob? Oh, the social network. That sucked. People, yeah, I didn't see some it. People like, so I can't speak to it. No, I was thinking. I'm th- I must be thinking of a different. Oh, director. did he do? Um, oh fuck, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yes, I really liked that. That was good. Nobody yeah. else seemed to enjoy it, but I liked it. Um, that had uh, what's his face, right? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig as a dude in distress. Oh, Bob. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. He was good in that movie. And I think it's... Is it Rooney Mara? Or was she in the original? Because they did for... Uh, it's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And there's two other ones. The last one is The Girl Who Kicks the Hornet's Nest. I can't remember what the second one is. Um, you know those those books. Everybody, that was like huge about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a Swedish, because they're Swedish books, if memory serves. Or maybe they're like Norwegian. I want to say Swedish, though. They did a miniseries. Uh, and they did the three books, and those movies are fucking awesome. Did they have rad hats? There might be some rad hats in there. With horns? Maybe. Mm. You'll have to watch and see. Okay. And I really liked the the movie that they did, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a very dour ending, which I was fucking all about. But I guess it didn't do it well enough to garner doing the next two movies, which was surprising to me. Yeah. It also had that rad uh, Karen O cover of uh, Immigrant Song. Uh. Like if you're going to do... I, I, what, I mean, your mileage may vary, right? Some people may not be about that. I thought it was it was pretty rad. Because it was one of those covers... I, I know some people don't like the Weezer cover of Africa because they think that it doesn't go far enough away from the original. I feel that Karen O cover of Immigrant Song really takes it and makes it her own. You know? Nice. Someone's a little uh, wiggly. Little wiggle worm. Here we adjust here. And doodles. And doodles. We got, uh, uh, I've never really been able to draw Herman from uh, Pacific Rim. Figured let's just dive in and do it. Uh, uh, we got a little cartoony newt up in the mix. And then we got to see her fail from uh, Good Omens for just for you know shits and giggles. Mm. So gotcha. And then the movie ended, and I had to turn the page. So <laughs> maybe I'll upload them, folks. Keep an eye on my Twitter. Uh, I have up the top of this page, real talk. John Ham is coming for you. You're hanging out. <laughs> You're not trying to get away. You're like, well, John Ham's up in the mix. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll stay. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, what else do I have here? Oh, 19 minutes in, first instance of sexual assault. Because that's the only way that we can have... That's, that's the only peril that women can really be in. Oh, yeah, no. Right. Come on. We've got to have that. That's key, Bob. Yeah. That's very important. Um, I think that's present in all of uh, Mr. Snyder's movies. I'm sure. At least the ones that I've seen. And I've seen a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Too many. I think I may have seen all of them now that I'm thinking about it. Do you have the filmography up? Let's find Mr. Fire it off for uh, you, Bob. Schneider. Oh, it's a K, not an H. Never mind. He's from Green Bay, so he's kind of a pud. (laughs) That makes so much sense. (laughs) Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Saw that. 300. Saw that. Watchmen. Saw that. In the uh, theater. Midnight show, if memory serves. Hold on, let me make sure I'm, yep, I'm on the director column. Uh, Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. I did not see that. I think it's an animated movie. I think so, too. Uh, Sucker Punch. There's Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Uh, Batman v Superman, Colin Don Justice. Twice. Suicide Squad. Yep. Did Just he direct Suicide Squad? He didn't uh, direct Suicide Squad. 
David Ayer directed. Suicide oh, he directed Squad. the Flash cameo scene. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I mean that was a bad movie, anyways. So yes. Uh, Justice League. Bad. And uh, coming up this year, Army of the Dead, starring Dave Bautista. Uh oh. I think Batista is better in like the supporting role, though. Yeah, he's not great as a lead. He's not. Um, I, I don't know that I've actually. Uh, we shouldn't say that. I don't know that we've seen him as a lead in anything. Yeah, I've seen previews. There's that one movie that's been like in previews for like the last year and a half that they keep pushing back, My Spy or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it just eh, looks like it's trying too hard. The Christian Shaw's up in that, and she's delightful. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I like him as a side character. Yeah. He's great as. Uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. What's his character's name? Drax. Drax. And then um, he was really good in uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Um, just as that understated, you know, uh, very uh, uh, supporting role. Right he did. Day. He was good in... Um, what was that? Oh, Spectre. Oh, he was the heavy inspector, wasn't he? Yeah. It'd be nice if he comes back in... Uh, what, what's the new one called? Oh, No, no time, time to, to Die. die. Moderately interested. Did you know that... Um, oh, what's his fucking name? Um, Neil... Blomkamp? No. Rappaport. No. Pimp Mobile. No. <laughs> oh, this is going to kill me. What else has he done? Armstrong. No. DeGrasse Tyson. No. I don't know if I know any other Neils. Uh, editing will be needed here. Oh, no. This is all gold. This is all stamen. Sam Neil. I don't know why I kept... I, I, okay, earlier today, I answered a question that Erica asked me, except she didn't actually ask me the question. <laughs> Dude, this is hysterical. So <laughs> we're, we're massively sleep-deprived. So, so yeah, you gotta let some shit fly sometimes. We'll say weird stuff, but it's just kind of like, okay, you haven't had a decent night's sleep in like six months. I'll just leave it be. So I'm coming in from the bathroom. I'm lying back down in bed. And I said something to our dog, uh, who was also lying in the bed with us. And then Bob turns to me and, what did you say? I don't even remember. You're like, oh, that wasn't the thing I was talking about. And I look at you and I'm like, I definitely did not ask you any kind of a question that would facilitate that kind of an answer. (laughs) I was asking the dog to move out of the way or saying hello to him as I lied back down in bed. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but I'm going to try and get a little bit more sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sam Neill did a screen test in the 80s uh, for Bond. <gasps> oh, we've been deprived. He would have been a good villain, too, though. Uh, yeah, he would have been a great villain. Oh, now I'm sad. Boom, boom. Uh, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Um, I think the most appalling thing is that this movie thinks it's feminist. 
And I know that's a very loaded term. Well, isn't that? And I think this is this is what I think a lot of people miss when they we when people talk about why representation is important. It's like and not just in front of the camera, behind the camera, and right. in the writers' room, and really everywhere. Because you know you can genuinely be wanting, like th- there is a chance that you know they genuinely felt like oh we're making an empowering movie um but it's a bunch of dudes they could have thought that it's a bunch of dudes and what they think is empowering for women is clearly not um but that's not to say that some other chick couldn't watch this and be feel very empowered no that's true i watch it and i'm very annoyed right it's just my tainted fat ass that's that's why that that kind of representation is important because if I think if you it's got that like that feel of like we're trying to do that and if it, you know if you just said we're not trying to do that or we're just going to make an action movie I would almost be more okay with that right. just be like upfront with what you're doing because right. if a woman is like directing this it, it, I, I don't know it's and you can't say for sure what would have been, but I, I right now we're uh, a Birds of Prey that Harley Quinn movie came out like a week or so ago, mm-hmm. and you're seeing a lot of <laughs> photos showing what Harley Quinn looked like in Suicide Squad, or how she was dressed as opposed to how she's dressed in uh, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is directed by a woman. Suicide Squad is directed by a dude. Right. It's just interesting to see. The 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 clear disconnect there as to what is is sexy. Yeah. The other thing I've seen a lot of is people bitching about. I think it's um, the character of Huntress. Mm-hmm. They have her in there, and they're saying, uh, or dudes, or you know, fucking incels on the internet are saying that she's not not sexy. And if you see a picture of Huntress from this movie, she's just objectively sexy. And it's like, okay, she's a little more covered up. But she's like wielding a crossbow, and she—it's—it's just like, what are you fuckers talking about? And it's just like, well, I mean, one, there's different. There, there's everybody. You think it, it's very subjective. What what is necessarily sexy or not? To See, me, looking at those photos, though, it's like she's she's clearly sexy. You guys are just used to like tits on fucking toast and people's vaginas hanging out, right? And no clothes on at all. You'd be sexy in an understated way. It doesn't always have to be... And I guess it ultimately doesn't really matter, but it's just... I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I, you know, it... It's what's... just interesting to see it from the viewpoint of a woman director and then from a man, a male director. Well, and there... You know, there's something that drives me nuts. What is that, About... Uh, and, and it was present in this movie... You cannot fight in heels. You I can't. Mean, you can't do it. All movies w- would have you uh, believe that you can. But you can't. I can't even like walk in heels. So <laughs> I mean, if you can fight in heels, I salute. I'm, I'm very proud of you. I, mean, I can't get across a road. There's got to be like this very small subset of the spec ops community who who has to because they're spies. And they might occasionally be stuck in a situation where they got heels on, <laughs> but that's. But that's it. why I'm saying it's it's all spank material because right. like 
you have her take the first fantasy she's in it's snowy in japan for some reason and it's just all fucking white people and it's her fantasy she's using she's you know whatever it's her it's the chick and she's somewhere where it's all snowy and she's in a short short and her midriff is bare and it's just like it's just shit like that and it, it ultimately I guess it doesn't matter but it's just it all adds up into this presentation of just like yeah not for me yep well and you know it's when maybe when I was a teenager that would have bothered maybe I don't know but anymore I watch it I'm like this is it just and in this movie, I'll say it's different because it's the surrealistic thing they were going for, whatever. But when you see that in an action movie, it just kind of takes me out of it. Because all I'm seeing is, no, there's this is just not... Well, it is, what do we always say? If we were enjoying the movie, we wouldn't be picking nits. Right. Because here's the thing. I unabashedly love 300. Yes. It is homophobic as fuck. It's, like, very, like, rah-rah white people, you know? It's it's a problematic movie, but I don't care. I fucking love it. Right. So call me a hypocrite, whatever. But it's enjoyable. And, yeah. like, I feel like the fight scenes in that are a lot more fun. You've got <laughs> Gerald Butler just fucking going for it. you got the fast bender up in this piece saying stupid bullshit. It's... It's ridiculous, but it's taken to that nth degree to me, so it works. Yeah. But the more you watch of Zack Snyder's stuff, like, the first minute of this movie, there's already too much slow-mo. Yeah. And I know that's his thing, but it's like, let's, let's learn to place it here and there, you know? And... You know, thinking about, like, going back to 300, why that movie works, um, despite its problems. You know, part of it is just, well, it's set, you know, in ancient Greece. You know, and I think, for better or for worse, when you set that kind of more misogynistic tone in the distant past it doesn't strike as much as it does when you try and do it in something today that's which a, is fair. a current time period though there's definitely a line in there where they like rip on the athenians for being boy lovers and it's like way to not listen to or learn anything about history literally at all but that's yeah. cool um <laughs> and you know what it's like yeah it, every it's the world is a misogynistic and has always been a very misogynistic place it's here it's it's a problem and i think it's perfectly illustrated in the show uh vikings which i watched the first season of in the first three episodes of that show if i'm remembering correctly because it's been hot minutes since i watched it there are uh, there's an instance of like a, a woman being sexually threatened each episode and it's like okay yeah i fucking got it you know? yeah well, even Game of Thrones. Same um, with Game of Thrones. Happens, you know, it's like, 
you don't need to see it. That's why, and I don't mean to keep going back to it, but that's why Fury Road is so great because it's like all that shit's implied. Yeah, we don't have to like expressively like focus on it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it's hard and it sucks and terrible things have happened to these women, but we are not dwelling. You know, I don't need to see it because in the context of your movie, I understand. You don't need to beat people over the head with shit. No. No, you don't. You know, and whether that's... And, and it always seems to be the case. They do that when in regards to women constantly, and that's... Because it's it, what it is, Bob, is it's the reason why on, like, every procedural you'll ever watch, somebody ends up getting sexually assaulted, like one of the main characters will. Mm-hmm. Or has been, or... Because that's the only, like... That's the the only uh, um, I can't think of like the proper backstory or like event that anybody can think to have happened to a woman, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, there's other stuff. We can do other things. Yeah. Like, how about we don't do that? But whether it's that, how about you put it up on the big white wor- uh, whiteboard? No rape, because we we don't need that. Well, it's just like I, I mean, it's it's not just that. I think it's just a it's it's further than that. It, it's more. It see it. It almost seems impossible for Hollywood to think of women without thinking about their sexuality. Right, because it's period. All like a bunch of rich fucking white dudes. Whether that shit. whether it's the sexual assault background, or you know, just dressing them up in as little clothing as possible. And the whole thing is, I don't have a problem. I mean, I do, but I think that if it, if you use the, the sexual assault background, it's just used so often right? that now it's just lazy. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, there may have been a time and a place where it was like, okay, maybe, but it, it comes across as lazy to me now. And it's just because it's everything. It's everybody. It's like, yeah, we got it. I got it. Can we do something else? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Let's have like an original idea, perhaps. Yeah. It's just tiring, is what it is. It is. Because we already know it's a part of everyday life. And, you know, in my entertainment, I don't necessarily need it to. And I didn't mean this to get into the heavy discussion of of, of this. But I, I think, you know, when you start deep diving on movies that are like this, it's just going to end up coming It's up. inevitable. And and It's unavoidable. It's, I think, and that's part of the problem. Like... That's what happens when you introduce topics like this. And you want this to just be a stupid action movie. Like you got to think of that. Like the the fact that if you introduce sexual abuse into your movie, people are going to think about that and criticize it alongside and not just focus on the action part of the movie. But the they're like, oh, you said it right there. Action is a genre for men. Women mm-hmm. don't watch action movies. Did, did you see Fury Road? Fury Road is an outlier. It's is the outlier. It is the outlier. <laughs> or Alien? Aliens? I mean, just Sigourney Weaver. Just Sigourney Weaver, Linda Hamilton. Like, 
Come on. I just still want to watch. Uh, what is it? Dark Fate? We're an okay thing. You got to watch it. Yeah. She's in there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't make me look young. I'm old. I'm going to look old as fuck in this movie. And I'm sure she dies five minutes in, but <laughs> I, I'm still eager to see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole trench fight in this, too. I was just like, we need to redo our Wonder Woman episode. Mm-hmm. That was lost in the ether, which was really annoying because it was a really good episode. We had a really, we had a really, really good chat. I can't believe that either. I mean, I can because Warner Brothers, everyone sucks. But <sighs> and then you know this this movie commits the the greatest sin of movies, and it just gets boring. Yeah, you know, I can forgive a lot as long as I'm entertained. Yep. You know, I like I like a lot of dumb shit. Probably you know? I think it was right after I think it was right after the um the zombie scene, the zombie Nazi scene is when it really fell off and you know, you'd see both of us we were fucking on our phones, you were doodling, you know, we were doing more anything but watching the movie almost and it's like watching a wwe pay-per-view yeah i'm bored now <laughs> right and it's like well this is you know if you can't keep my attention and I, I think the biggest problem in a short movie by the way right it was under two hours right yeah which is unheard of these days so that was nice yeah i mean if but your movie's under two hours, I'm automatically giving you an extra star. Well, you're starting at a, at, a, <laughs> at, a at an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> but there's just a bunch of, like, how many times did we need to count the shells moment? We had, like, three. Like, I got it. Mm-hmm. You did that once already. We don't need to do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. How many times did they do the stupid three-point superhero landing? Okay. Way too many. Okay, I saw that. You did that already. We don't need. We don't need 15 of that. Mm-hmm. I got it. I'm good. Thank you. We didn't need, was it three or four of those fantasy battle sequences? What was all, like, eh. Keep the trench one. You could have done more with the Dungeons and Dragons one. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of like, okay. It's like Dungeons and Dragons with... World War Two planes and orcs from Lord of the Rings, and they did look like they had stepped off of that set. Oh, like seriously, the thing the 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 dragon was in. I was like, no, that that's literally. Oh, did we wander into Mount Doom? Like, what <laughs> what is going on? They here? literally stole the CG of of the Ironsar. Oh, and then the, that, and then like they. F- it looks like a Balrog is going to emerge at some point. It yep. was just it was just like, okay. If we're just aping stuff now, like I I don't care. Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things it's like why one, Zack Snyder should not be directing. Right. I would mean, yeah. Uh you know, and and we bag on him a lot and rightfully so though. Rightfully so for his directing. It's not to say he doesn't have I, you know, there there are there are directors out there who will watch something and be like, "You're a talentless hack." It's not to say that Zack Snyder does not have any talent. He does, just not in the director's chair. He needs to, and definitely not as a writer. 
You know, he's he should be a cinematographer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton left here. It's just that the dancing, though, and like, I don't get the fantasies within the fantasies. I think you could have done away with the middle level of the fantasies altogether. Yep. And just like, you're doing this asylum, sh- and I don't know if they did that to, so they could have it be PG-13. But no one seems to give a shit about, like, violence I almost, in PG-13 movies, so... It almost feels like the whole Asylum thing was because he had stuck... It, or somebody had stuck in their head that they wanted her to be lobotomized at the end. And he couldn't figure out a way to do that in the context of a brothel. Because if you had just had the brothel and the fantasy scenes... You didn't need three layers. No. You could have just done two. Yes. We all saw Inception... It's an excellent movie. You are not Christopher Nolan. <laughs> so let's just not. Huh? Nah. 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 Uh, so Erica, would you would you recommend Sucker Punch? I, I still have we'll wait. No. Oh wait, wait, wait. Done. Oh no, the ending of the movie. Huh. <laughs> oh, you mean the part where it suddenly decides the movie was actually about Sweet Pea instead of Baby Doll? And why are we rooting? Like, all the good nicknames. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. No, so, at the end of this movie, someone gets lobotomized, right? So you're like, and then they're taking her to another room so Oscar Isaac can sexually assault her for... Because, of course, we're doing that. Of course we are. But they don't show her face. Mm-hmm. Until, the, like, for a really, really long time. And I don't... To me... In the language of cinema, that means you're in for, like, a fake-out. Yeah. So I was sitting there like, just just turn the camera on her face and show it it's not her. Mm-hmm. That somebody took her, her spot. Just, let's do this. I know that's what you're ramping up to. And then it's not that. So maybe that's a good surprise? I don't know. But... But it doesn't make sense. It was just like, okay, then why did you do that? Yeah. Why did you waste time with that? Because they're going through and they were showing you that, like, the characters that are in that brothel sequence were also, like, people in the asylum. But it's like you already established that at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to see that again. Yep. I got that. Mm-hmm. I got it. Because Oscar Isaac is in both of the... And his little underlings are in both of those sequences. So I've made that connection. I don't need the big walk through the, the asylum to the, the sexual assault room. Yeah. Where everybody suddenly decides that they don't want to do this anymore. Which also didn't make any fucking sense. But then they do it anyways. Right. So it's like, well, what was the point of that? So it was just like... Okay, so... What? Yeah. But then... I... It's bad. It's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's nonsensical. It's it's terrible. It's a terrific waste of John Hamm's time. <laughs> I was so. This is the greatest offense. It of this is the movie. greatest of offenses. I mean, you got Oscar Isaac, and it's just like, oh, sweetie, why? No. And I understand it was early. I assume it's early in the career, but it's like, okay, let's let's get out of here, and you know. Just just go start doing, like, Ex Machina and, like, that stuff. 
But you still haven't seen. I haven't. I do need to watch that so we can do an episode. But uh, to answer your question, no, I would not recommend this. Unless you're watching, I know uh, We Hate Movies did a commentary track. Uh, they brought, I think it was Jupin and Fresh. And I would be, I'm never watching this again. So I'm never listening to that commentary track. But I I could guess it's probably fucking delightful. Um, just knowing what I know of, of their tastes from listening to their show. Um, no, I can't, no. <laughs> uh, where does this sit on your hot dog scale? Um, this is uh, this is the the microwave day after. Oh, it's already been grilled. Already been grilled. You know, it gets kind of soggy. You gotta douse it in ketchup just to. Even maybe kind of get through it. Hey, I'm not eating it then. I don't put ketchup on my hot dogs. You know, there's nothing wrong with ketchup. I didn't say there was anything wrong with ketchup. It doesn't belong in a hot dog. Fucking Chicagoan. Naperville. Yeah. Are we saying Naperville now Naperville is a part of Chicago? Chicago. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... I I also would not recommend this movie. Uh, it's just not fun. Not even as a, like, oh, you need to see this to believe this. This is better forgotten. You know? Just one of those movies that they were like, you know how there's stuff that's on VHS that they're like, we're never moving this to DVD. <laughs> no one needs to remember this. This needs to stay in 2011 and and just be, be forgotten for all time. I mean, I think the only people I would recommend see this movie are uh, film students on what not to do. Yeah. You Especially know? that initial sequence because I feel like I sat through that same five minutes in film school several times. Because mm -hmm. that's always the initial... There's a lot of that. You see a lot of that. Because it's just like... It's all you got, huh? It's the most original thought you could come up with. Well, and that's my very, like, it's got to be my very least favorite kind of opening to a movie. Oh, the mom dies and then something happens to the kids. Or just like the, well, not necessarily that plot point specifically, but just that, that method of, um, you know, you're opening it up. I mean, they did the same thing. Well, I mean, mom dies. Well, dad dies too in that one. But, uh, Batman v Superman colon Donna Yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're opening up with, uh, with music over scenes and it's just trying to show you. I would even argue you all don't even, intro. you don't even need that. You could start driving up to the asylum. Mm hmm. Because that beginning, that father and the, the sister that gets killed, it amounts to nothing. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it's implied that there's going to be comeuppance for that for him. Because Oscar Isaac does implicate him. Um, yeah, but we're not going to see that, so who cares? Exactly. I don't give a shit. You did nothing to establish that character at all. Why do I care? 
Because it's a stupid movie. And that is ultimately the problem. You've done nothing to make me care about any of your characters. Mm-hmm. I, I more cared that you cast actors that I liked and you put them in shitty roles. Well, and I think, you know, as as we go on and, and you know, we've been we've been doing this podcast for a while. Um, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. And the more we do it, the more I realize how important it is for me that I have a connection to the character, that I do care about them in some way, shape, or form. Like, Well, and it's a skill to make you care about a character in the context of a movie. Yes. Because realistically, you really have, you have a very short window of time. Yep. Uh, uh, that's one thing that Sheila always laments whenever we, we watch a movie. She's like, you know, I'd, I'd rather this be a series because I was interested in the characters and I'd like to get to know them more mm-hmm. over the course of a series. So if you have a movie that isn't part of a franchise, um, I mean, you all know what I'm going to say. It, it's just, it's hard. It, it's, <laughs> it's hard to make that connection that quickly and have you give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, and, and you and there are directors who are talented at doing that yes I, I, it, it, that is why though and I think that's why we tend to like movies that are simpler because the, the simpler the plot the more time you can focus on the character and actually flush that out you get those great character moments right yeah. it's like oh okay Right. I care if this little fucker's eaten by a kaiju. All right. I'm on board. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't give a shit if this chick gets lobotomized. Even if it is by handsome John Hamm. Whatever. He's just trying to do his job, man. I'm not going to give him shit. It's not his fault. Was he, did he have suspenders on? He did. And his pants were very high-waisted. And I like that they gave him glasses to be like, he's not that handsome. But it's like, it's John Hamm. The high he's waist- still very handsome. The high-waisted look always is, is like throws well, me off. Well, because it's like, there's, it's, it's, they didn't establish what time frame this was set in. But it's like, with the high-waisted pants for the dudes, it's like, oh, it's like in the 50s or the 60s. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about high-waisted in general. Oh, it's terrible. Because I, I look at it, you see like a woman with high-waisted jeans, and you're like, your shirt is now like two inches. Well, and you have to be a very specific type of skinny to pull that off. Right. Like if you're fat, you cannot wear high-waisted pants. It is mega level unfortunate and very uncomfortable. But then I would say the same though of low rise. There was a time, and it's probably coming back because this shit is all cyclical, but maybe about, maybe more than 10 years ago at this point where all women's jeans were low-waisted. And it was just ass cracks as far as the eye could see. And it's just like, why? Why are we doing it? Can we, can there be a store that just sells normal fucking jeans, please? You know who pulls off high-waisted jeans? Marissa Tomei in the Spider-Man movies. Well, because she's Marissa fucking Tomei. <laughs> she's goddamn gorgeous, Bob. <laughs> Is she wearing high-waisted pants? Uh, there's, there's one scene that sticks out in my head. Does it? Does it stick out in your head, Robert? She's very pretty. And yet, and here's the thing. And this, I'm going to tie this back to Sucker Punch. Oh, please do. She is gorgeous. And you did not have to, like, 
No, I don't need her, like, naked in front of me. Right. No, she's understated, and she's fucking beautiful. This isn't difficult. No. It's not hard, guys. Just cast Marissa Tomei. Just cast Marissa Tomei <laughs> and everything. Her biological clock is ticking over here. Oh, we should do My Cousin Vinny. That, oh, that, movie, that movie is a delight from start to finish. Who's the Grips? I wore this ridiculous suit. <laughs> For you. <laughs> oh, oh, I love, oh, I love that movie. It's delightful. Go watch my cousin Vinny. Do not watch Sucker Punch, please, please, listener. Promise me, promise me, you will not watch this movie. Here's here's a question for you. Here's an answer for you. Um, is my cousin Vinny peak Joe Pesci? No, Goodfellas is peak. <laughs> I live my life every day as a schnook. It's a great word. Schnook. Fuck you. That movie's great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this sad, sad journey through Sucker Punch. Um, uh, uh, if you'd like to listen to the rest of the Team Puma Knife podcast, go check teampumanife.com. That'll uh, uh, show you all the stuff we got working up there. Um, you can uh, like and subscribe us. It would be very helpful. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, let us know if you're enjoying what you're hearing. Um, I'm on Twitter at Lady Near the Lake. Uh, Bob is also on Twitter at Other Rides. Uh, come in and come and chat with us. I'm usually bitching about something. So, and Bob just tweets about how bad the metro is. So, uh, uh, if you are a, a fellow public transportation rider, chat with him about that. I'm sure he's got something to say. Yay. So, as always, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we will see you very shortly. This has been a Puma Knife production.